Hey everybody, Chef Matt here, founder of Max Effort Kitchen and primary host of the show here. And uh, we have a really cool show for you today. Um, got in contact with a very uh, inspiring young chef that is just really coming up, doing some really cool things. And uh, I finally got her on the show. Our, our schedule's connected and I'm just looking forward to uh, sharing the show with everybody and letting you all hear... Um, the love of food that is still alive out there. So take some time, uh, sit back and relax and uh, enjoy the show. All right, welcome to Max Effort Kitchen. I'm your host, Chef Matt, and we have... An amazing guest with us, um, just really, really inspired by her story and by what she's doing uh, in her life right now. Um, everybody, please welcome uh, Chef Sarah. Chef Sarah, welcome to the podcast. Um, I'm really excited to have you on. Hi, thanks. It's great to be here. Yeah, this is really cool. Um, I actually, I met you, uh, I, I think it was a little, maybe a little under a year ago, and we talked about this podcast a little under a year ago, and it was like I, I remember I remember walking away from that um, that situation because you had made a cupcake and you let me try it, and I was like I was literally blown away about like the, the the first of all the complex flavors, and then you were telling me what you were putting in it, and I was like this I was in, I was all I was inspired, blown away, and just like in awe all in like 15 minutes of our conversation so i'm like this is would be amazing to have her on so thank you for coming on oh thank you it's i'm so excited about this i'm always down to talk food just like everything about food just gets me going that's awesome that's awesome so while we're on that subject let's let's get right into it um why food like what 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 start sparked the food love with you well i've always kind of cooked a little bit like um just growing up, my parents have taught me, you know, how to use a stove, how to boil an egg, all the basics. Um, and both my parents work. And during COVID, I decided to start cooking more to, you know, kind of help out, help them balance things. Right. Um, and in the beginning, I was definitely not very good at all. Um, None of us are, trust me. <laughs> like, I feel like I was like worse than most, okay. but I just okay. kept at it. I just, and then at some point, I just really fell in love with it because just of so many levels, just the way it brings people together, like food's such a love language. It's comfort. It's, it, it's, um, science, it's art, it's like history. There's so much to it. Like when you start to think about like the way history has impacted regional cuisine and geography has, has impacted it. And like the scientific way of like ingredients mixed together, it's just, it's just absolutely fascinating to me. I really just want to learn about food on every single level. Yeah. And, and I, I love that about you because it's like, it, it's, it's really what you just said. It's, it's so fascinating on so many levels and food has been around forever and it's a necessity. And so I really, I really respect that because people have taken food, this necessity thing and turned it into like, how can we make a necessity just, just, piece of art on a plate or this um, amazingly balanced and flavored dish instead of just saying I'm going to throw a piece of meat on the grill and you know and some vegetables and just eat it like that um, 
it, it shows to the type of creativity, you know, people like you and I have. And so like, it's really cool to hear somebody say that. Now I want to back up a little bit because um, I want, I want my viewers to kind of really understand and grasp the situation here. You are, if, and please correct me if I'm not mistaken, you're a senior in high school, correct? Yes, I am. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we were talking over the weekend and you were talking about how you're going to tour colleges. So from somebody from my standpoint where I've, I've been a chef, um, you know, I, I guess in the technical versions, I, I've been, um, a deemed a chef in my position for about 11 years, but I've been working with food since I was 23 years old. And so that's a little over 20 years. I wish I would have been as interested as you are at, at your age. And so it's really inspiring. It gives me goosebumps. What, I mean, what do you remember? Like the first, you, you said, you said at the beginning, you said, Hey, uh, I wasn't the best at first. What was the first dish you made? And talk about that a little bit. Oh, it was such a long time ago. Um, in the beginning, I think I was just, I think the first thing I made was, you know, like how you can buy like buffalo sauce. Yeah. I, I took these like, I took these chicken tenders. I just smothered them in like buffalo sauce. And I just stuck them in the oven for like 40 minutes because I wanted to make sure they were completely cooked through. <laughs> and then I overcooked brown rice and that was dinner. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, see, and, and you already had that kind of innate, like an understanding that you had protein and you had a complex carb and that made dinner. And then you flavored it with a buffalo sauce. That's, that's fantastic. Um, you know, when I started, <laughs> my first exposure to food was Top Ramen. And I've told the story on the, on the podcast many times, but um, it's like I was growing up in, in my 20s. I, you know, I was going to college. I was a student. I, I had a part-time job, but I had to find a way to make food fun. And so I started experimenting with Top Ramen and how to add different flavors, how to cook it with different techniques. Um, and it was, it was really fascinating, and that kind of what grew my love for the whole thing. Um, now, you know, you're, you're going and you're touring colleges, and you're getting ready to do that. Is, is food um, something you're going to pursue in the future, or do you think it's just more going to be uh, a passion? How, how, how do you see that road uh, turning out for you? I want to dedicate my whole life to food, honestly. Um, I, I want to learn about just like on every single level, from the social to the scientific level. I've been looking at different programs. I found this few ones that just are so interesting. Definitely want to start by getting like some sort of four-year degree that has to do with food. Yeah. I'm thinking either food science or nutrition and then minoring in food history. Yeah. And then I want to go on to culinary school for two years and get a two-year culinary degree. Because um, there's just so much to learn about food. And it kind of scares me to think about if I do, if every single second of my day is spent learning about food, I will never know it all. <laughs> you know, and I think that that if uh, coming from somebody that has been in this industry, I, I have that same thing in my head. And when I work with food, um, I'm, I'm always a student. And that's something that is very beautiful about food is you'll never stop learning. And if you have that love, there's always more to learn out there. And so you're in a very, um, very good spot. And, and the, that mindset, I mean, the mindset of, I just want to learn everything. Like right now, you know, you're, you're just like, you're like a sponge that's just soaking up information. Um, what, so, so talk to me about this, you know, what, what inspires you? Like what, when you're in the kitchen 
and you're like, okay, I got, I got, I'm going to get in there. I'm going to cook. What inspires you to make what you're making or what inspires you just to get into the kitchen? Well, you know, sometimes it's just habit. Sometimes it's been just a long day. I want to just like go flop on the couch, completely pass (laughs) out. But you know, it's that consistency. Part of it is I want to make food that my family loves. I want to just help bring that warmth. And I love seeing their faces when they bite into something absolutely amazing. I'm always hovering. Like I serve them and I stand there. And I like, I'm like, like an eagle. I'm like, a yeah. hawk. I'm just watching. Like, how is it? Yep. And my dad's just like, I've only half chewed this first bite there. Give me a second. <laughs> I love that. You know, I, and it's funny because when I'm cooking big meals, I do kind of the, I do a little bit of the same situation where I'll cook the meal and you know, first rule of thumb, whenever you're cooking, you're always tasting your food. So, you know, all the way, all the way through, taste it, taste it, taste it. You want to know and make sure that when you put it on that plate, that it is fully seasoned and you, there's no question on what that, if that's a, an amazing dish or not. So like I'm sitting there doing that throughout the meal, throughout the cooking. And I get to the point where it's like time to sit down and I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to sit back here and watch you guys eat. <laughs> and people are looking at me like, what are you doing? Aren't you going to sit with us? No, I, I just, and you said something that was really cool because um, I, I totally believe in it myself, which is the idea of serving people food, serving people that you love food because you see how it makes them feel. You know, talk about that a little bit and, and talk about like the, the what, what you get out of that. Because I, I, I'm very specific about that. I, I think food is love, 100%. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Just when I watch somebody enjoy the meal I made, there's just nothing more fulfilling than it. Yeah. I mean, I just see the joy it brings them, and that brings me such joy. Because it's just like, it's a wordless communication, a mutual understanding of just love and respect and warmth that transcends languages. It transcends everything it's transcended the test of time like yeah it is it is like food at its core is that much is that moment it doesn't have to be fancy it doesn't have to take hours but but that moment is what food is about exactly and i think that that's you know the connection you get with um when people sit down at a table and for the lack of better terms break bread there's nothing out there that compares and i did a podcast about this Oh, I would probably say it was about two years ago about the understanding of um, the the feeling and the emotions that come with food. Like you, you could be in an argument with like your your brother, or sister, or whatever, and and everybody when when they come to the table, there's just this sense of calmness. People are enjoying. People start smiling. Laughter starts happening, and next thing you know, you're like, I did this. You know, and it's something that we can, it's a way that we can create love um, in a very uh, respectable and responsible manner. So I, I, that's, that's amazing. I love it. Um, Okay. So, you know, we'll get off of the lovey love stuff of it, but I really want to talk about, um, you know, like the genre of food that you like to cook. Like what is your favorite genre? Where do you like, where do you see yourself like really, um, being attracted to what kind of food that is so hard because like i just love all foods so equally okay um i'd probably have to say fusion food in general is yeah. but, but what i really like to do is i like to just learn about different 
culture's food and the different methods and ingredients they use, then I'm able to, and that gives me just such an understanding of food on every single level. And I can incorporate all of these beautiful techniques to just really give like every single ingredient, every single, like so much respect at every single step of the process. Yeah. Like the way a lot of Indian cuisine, the way they treat spices, like the way they toast them, it's beautiful. Um, Korean food, the way they pickle, the way they ferment, the way they use acids. Mm-hmm. You see a lot of use of like citruses and dairy as binding agents in um, South American cuisine. And it's just so cool because a lot of like a lot of French and European cuisine is rooted in such basics, but they don't take these things into consideration. And when you broaden your horizons, then you can really start just diving deep and expanding on all this stuff. And it's just absolutely fascinating. You're right. And I, and I, I completely align with you on that. Um, there is, there's something that I learned very young and then it was reiterated to me through culinary school, which was, um, I, I never, I never say I won't try something. Right. Um, I think that as a, as a chef, as a person who loves food, as somebody who's dedicated their life to this, um, it, by saying, no, you don't want to try something, then, um, you're just, you're, you're putting yourself in a square box, you know, you're not, you're not, um, open to it. And so, you know, I will try something. I'm not going to tell you, I love everything on this earth because I, I, it's about 99.9% of all food I love, but there are some things that I will explain. They challenge me. And when things challenge me in the kitchen, that just sparks me to want to understand and see how I can make it. So I'm like, okay, I understand why that works. Now I want to figure out how I can make it work with this kind of food or take it over to this culture and see how it goes over here. And, you know, a a lot of what you said was like that every culture has a very underlying um, similarity on how they treat food. But if you look at it, the food is being treated as a necessity on how they lived back then, right? You know, preservation, pickling, all of those type of things are happening so they could have food through the winter. So um, it's, it's a really neat thing when you start learning about this and how important food was to people in our history books and to understand that like a lot of the techniques we're doing now, they were doing back there. We've just refined them, right? Yeah. It's really cool. It's just, it's so cool. Like when you start thinking about food history, I love food history. Cause like, how did human ingenuity simmer down to this dish? Right. How did survival and just creativity just like create what's in front of you? Um, and in like, you can look at like the origins of different food, like, like with, with like historical events. I was actually, I was just doing this art project for my modern art class where um, I was looking at the history of Mexico and Spanish colonization in the Inquisition and how that completely changed their cuisine. Like the Spanish brought over pork, dairy, um, beef, chicken. They brought over all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And those are such staples now and a lot of, you know, a lot of the different dishes. Yeah. Um, and it's just crazy to think about that. Like, yeah, it is. And you know, when you, when you say that it, it, 
it, it's a weird feeling because I, you know, I hear like they, they, how they brought over the, all this food. And then, you know, I, I tend to, um, I am a very big advocate. I like, I like the idea of growing your own food. I like the idea of producing your own food. You know, I've dabbled a little bit in, in, you know, raising cows. Um, I've, I, you know, my brother, my dad and I, we used to, you know, buy a cow, we would buy a pig and we would raise it and then have it butchered. And that, then we would know, you know, what's going into that meat. What's, um, you know, how it's being finished. It was the animal humanely, um, processed and, there's a lot um, on that that side of the of the food world that is not um, so ethical, and that's that's kind of where I I tend to um, not you know I, it's not that I'm getting mad about it, but I I'm like I it it challenges me to want to use food in the most human humane way because it's out of respect for what our ancestors did or what, and what these people did by bringing food to us. You know, it's the ultimate sign of respect when you bring food to something, right. Or to somebody you go show up to somebody's house, you know, you bring them a a pie. When I met you, you had this most amazing cupcake. Like, and, and think about that. That made a connection to lead to this, you know, this great show. And, and I think that, no matter the connection, it, it uh, food just brings people together, and, and it's a really beautiful thing. And we need to respect that as as how you know it was brought to us way back when, even if it was way back when, right? Yeah, yeah. Because like food, definitely, it can be very complicated, but at the end, like we were talking about, it is love and it is respect. Yeah. And we really have to consider that when we're looking at the history of food in general to keep you know. Sorry, I'm totally spacing the word right now. You know, keep perspective. Yeah, yeah. That, and that's a good word. That's a perfect word for it, perspective. Because, you know, we can't do anything about the stuff that we don't have control on. But what we do have control on is the the stuff, that, the food that we have in front of us. Which, um, And that's why the people like you and I are so passionate about this is because we can control that. We can control how that steak is cooked. We can control how the, the bouillabaisse is, is, how long it's made, um, you know. It's just, uh, it's a sense of control, but it's also a sense of giving. Um, so do you have any, um, like idols that you look up to? Do you have any authors, food scientists, uh, chefs, you know, who, who out there to you is like, you're like, I, I'm, I love everything that this person does. So, you know, the, um, book salt, fat, heat and acid. Absolutely. And I'm so sorry if I'm saying this incorrectly. Um, I believe her name is Simon Norasat. Yep, you got that right. Yes, I did it. I, I tried for it. I've like, yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. I think <laughs> that she's the coolest person ever. That's awesome. So, <laughs> That's so cool. I watched, I first started by watching her um, Netflix special, mm-hmm. I think sophomore year of high school, the very beginning. So this was like a little over a couple of years ago and it completely changed my outlook on food. It yeah. was insane. It was, I mean, I can go on and on and I, and I actually, I had my first, um, I got my first job. I was at uh, this summer. It's actually a line cook. Oh really? Which was so cool. It was like the best thing ever. And I bought with my first paycheck, I bought the book Nice. and I've been going through it and I've been studying it. It is like, it is my cooking Bible. I've been like highlighting it and, just really got me thinking about, you know, more of the scientific aspects around what goes into a dish, you know, looking at 
out pH balance and stuff, introducing, um, you know, acid when the dish tastes flat. Right. Um, right. It's actually getting me kind of thinking it'd be kind of interesting to create like a food ingredient, like color wheel, like color theory when it comes to painting and stuff, uh-huh. you know, do these um, colors go together? What happens when you mix these? It would be interesting to see that with like the, like sugar, spice, salt, spice, salt, fat, acid, you know, yeah. just to really lay out how they interact with each other in simple terms. So I have this book right here. This is called uh, The Culinary Artistry. So this is, this is like, um, how can I put this? This is my food Bible, okay? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send Maddie with this to give to Anna to give to you. Um, because what it is, is you get to flip through here and say, so like, it's like, okay, prosciutto, what does it pair well with? You know, and it gives you a whole list of ingredients on what it pairs well with. And then throughout the book, there is, um, there's these dishes that these, uh, pretty, you know, uh, pretty mainstream, a little bit old school chefs have put together. Then you have, uh, a cooking of the season, so fall, and it gives you all of the fall flavors with all of the fall ingredients. And then you can find it in here, and there's recipes for them. And this book is awesome. So I'm going to send that um, so you can play with that because it's exactly what you're talking about is like, how do we, you know, the primary factor of cooking the way we cook is, is we're balancing food, right? We're taking a multitude of different ingredients and we're saying we're going to put you together in these specific volumes and you're going to taste amazing. You're going to create flavor explosions, right? So like having a something like what you just said, <laughs> a little wheel of like, okay, how is, how is it going to do if I put, you know, um, lemon juice with cheese? What's going to happen? You know, and it, and it kind of leads you to a point of like, well, the acid's going to break down you know, the, the lactose in it. So you got to be careful about when you add it. Right. And so it's like having that kind of a, um, a roadmap. I mean, I, I almost think I should probably take that out of this podcast. So you don't get it. So somebody doesn't steal that, but like, do it, like, do it, make it, make it. Because that's the thing is like these ideas that we come up with as chefs, like you should definitely just put that on paper, put it down. And I know, I know you, you're, you are a very inspiring person and, um, you got some big things coming. So I think that that's a, uh, it's a great thing. So keep that up. Um, so I'm going to send that book with you, but I have, uh, I, I really liked what you said about that, that wheel. That's really cool because it's all about balance, right? Yeah. Thanks so much. That sounds like a super cool book. I love like, I love flavor, playing around with flavor pairings. It's like, yeah, uh, well, that's how, and I that's what it's about, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because, and it's not only, and you know, I, and you will come across this. So, you know, and I'm, you, maybe you have already, uh, but it's like, uh, we can do the traditional pairings, but where, where I get excited is when I take something from over here and something from over here and I combine them and they're like, and that's like, whoa, that, okay. So that created an interesting reaction within my mouth. How am I, how was that smelling? You know, how is that hitting on my tongue? Where is it, where is it making me sal- um, salivate, right? Like understanding that with the, when food goes into your mouth, how you actually taste it. And these are all the things that like, as you, and you probably have already started learning, but you'll learn a little bit more. 
Um, so talk to me a little bit about like for you, you know, what are your challenges right now in the kitchen? What challenges you to, to the point where you're like, I know I'm not good at this, but I want to be better. Like, where are you at with that aspect? Well, as you're like talking about like, how does food react with your mouth? That's kind of what I've been experimenting with right now. How do textures collide a lot? Mm -hmm. How, like, I always say that, um, you know, food is, you know, it's art for all the sentence, smell, taste, touch, like, and the touch is what I'm trying to figure out. Like you, for a while there, I would like over sauce anything, everything. I'd be layering sauces and it would just like really drag it down like that was me a couple years ago and I've gotten a lot better but you know now I'm thinking about like how to structurally balance things out so this week Mm -hmm. and there's definitely a lot to women that are good because I've gotten like I love playing around with acids and um like like I said pH balance in food I feel like I've gotten that down for science so now I just like want to start moving on to you know more presentation and textures a lot yeah textures is a is a um Textures is a very black and white thing. And when I say that, I mean, it's because people either like it or they don't based off of the texture. And so it's like either people are either on one side or the other on that. And that to me, like that can make or break a dish if you have great flavor, but the texture is not quite there. Um, And it's interesting that you said touch because I've been kind of playing around with like, you know, the idea of, when we sit down to eat a meal, the different textures that our hands are touching, you know, a metal fork, uh, maybe a cloth napkin, a glass, an ice cold glass, or, you know, a ceramic plate. And how is that affecting what were the, our senses on how we're taking things in? And so um, something I've, and, I, and it's not even fully uh, conceptualized at all, but something that I've been really thinking about is like, how can I affect the meal? based off of the interaction before the food hits the plate. And so it's like, okay, so what if I put um, textured forks, you know, maybe like uh, get, get some, uh, some, some texture or get some metal forks and put some texture on the handles of them. So they're a little bit more rough. How is that going to affect the senses as they're eating the food? And you start diving into that type of stuff. And it's like, you realize you have complete control when you, when you do that. Right. Um, but your texture is a really complex thing. Um, and I think that it, it is, if you, if anybody, cause I, I sure as I, I have not perfected it by any means, I I've not perfected food by any means. And I've been doing this for 20 years and I, and I don't ever want to perfect it because if I do, uh, then it's like, okay, well, I don't want to be at the end of the road. <laughs> you know, I want to keep on, yeah, I want exactly. to keep on hiking. Um, so, you know, you like the idea of balance and you're, you're working on textures and everything, you know, um, what, uh, what's something, you know, what's a, what's the genre of food you're working on right now? Like maybe what's the last meal you cooked? Um, well, I mean, I just cooked something right now for my family, Okay, but I just made you know, I did a roasted tomato bisque. Oh, nice. Um, I, I kind of bounce around a lot in general with food. Like, I'll be shifting around as the week progresses. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe I'll do French cuisine, and then maybe I'll do Japanese, like, the next day. Yeah. Um, I Since, as the school year's been winding up, I usually have to take a, take a step back a little bit right. from cooking in general. 
But over the summers um, and when I get breaks, I just really like, um, I like doing like deep dives into different regions and cultural food. Mm -hmm. The last one I did was Japanese and it was really cool to see the way that they use like very light ingredients. And they do a lot of like playing around with textures and broths and the way they use salt is really cool. Before that I did Colombian, which was absolutely eye-opening. Like I, I learned so much as I was like going through that. And like I was talking about earlier, like the way they use dairy as a binding agent Mm. is beautiful. The way they treat grains. Did you know that there's 72 different type of arepas just in Bogota uh, alone, the capital? I did not know that. And that's amazing. (laughs) That's crazy. It is so cool. Yeah. And they have such a wide variety of cuisine for such a small country because they're bordered by four different other countries and two seas. Plus they have mountains, deserts, forests. They have a very um, diverse climate there, Mm -hmm. which, you know, gives them a lot of different ingredients to play around with. And it's just really cool just to to see like everything. Oh, and the way they use citruses. I think I said this earlier, but I'm obsessed with the way they use citruses. Citrus is such a fun uh, fun product to use that it, it, it can change anything. Um, and it always changes it for the better. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, I mean, do you have a, I like that you did the ro- the roasted, uh, tomato bisque. Do you have a, like a favorite, uh, kind of go-to recipe? Say, say it is, has been a long day and you're like, you know what? I know that I can make this in, with my eyes closed and it's going to be great. Um, Go-to recipe. I mean, I have a few, you know, pinna alla vodka, cashew chicken. They're always winners. When I've had a really long day and I want to get, like, dinner on the table in 20 minutes, usually I just go with some sort of really fancy sandwich. That's fantastic. I I make a fancy homemade spread. You know, I layer stuff on. I toast it up. Nice spread. It's awesome. You know, everybody's really happy. Yeah. And then I can go do other things. Right. Exactly. And that's fantastic because – um, I'm, I'm always, and I'm pretty fascinated with the sandwich because there's, it's what it is, is it's layers on layers on layers on layers on layers of, of flavor. And then you could make or break a salad or a, a sandwich based off of, uh, the bread, right? The bread should be the, yeah. the, the star of the show, because if you put a, if you put good bread and, and maybe, um, some, maybe less quality ingredients in there, that bread is going to shine and that sandwich is going to be great. Um, that I, I love that, and that, that's that's an that's a great thing. So, do you do the primary cooking at your home? Oh yeah, yeah. I do. I cook dinner five nights a week. Oh nice. My my mom says she had to fight me for two days. <laughs> I mean, but she's happy. She's very happy. Yeah. It was a good trade off. No, it that's was a good deal. That's fantastic. I love that. Um, so you know how I mean. When do you, are, are all your friends and, and, uh, family, like I, I, I imagine your family's behind you and supporting you, but do your friends kind of, do you guys all kind of feel this way? Or is this something that you have just really taken on on your own? It's definitely something that, that I've taken on my own. I mean, my friends love it when I bring them food, which yeah. I do all the time. I'm the, <laughs> right. food, I'm the food person. Right, right, like, right. I'll, I'll bring scones to class. I'll show up with a cake to like, library meetings you know mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm there to feed people nice um nice. but they but they like let me go on tangents about food all the time which i really appreciate because like i can like motor mouth i just go <laughs> i love it um you know i there if there was one class that i i wish i would have taken 
um, in school, it is food science. And I've done a little bit of reading on food science. Um, and there's some really, really, really good um, authors out there. One that comes to mind is Harold McGee. He is the food scientist, and he has some great stuff. Um, but what, uh, what books are you reading right now? Uh, I have eight different books. Right <laughs> wait, wait, hold up. You, did you just say you have eight books you're reading? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Tell me all about this. Okay, so I'm still combing my way through salt, fat, heat, and acid. I have this really cool book. I think um, it's about um, a Buddhist perspective on food, like food as a form of meditation, which is really cool because it dives into a relationship with food and our mind while we eat and how to get the most out of a meal. Um, I I have tons of different you know, different cookbooks I'm going through right now. I have this um, giant cookbook called Tiffin. It's a 500 recipe cookbook. It is giant. Um, It's an Indian cuisine cookbook. And I love it because it breaks it down by region and explains the history behind different ingredients and spices and methods that they use. Absolutely beautiful book. It's going to take me a while because there's so much to learn, but I'm excited. Um, I have um, I have a Colombian book that I've done a lot of the cooking for. I'm still reading it. The way it's a really cool book, and she actually, like you were saying, she um, gives theories about like presentation and interactions and creating an ambiance and feeling that adds to the meal. Yeah. Um, like she chills plates before serving on them sometimes That's for like different one. meals, which is really cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I have like. I've been wanting to get like this vegetable science book because okay. I think that would be really cool. Yeah. I have a nutrition book right now that I'm going through. Just the way food interacts with our bodies yep. is really fascinating also. I, I could go on. Yeah. I've been, I, <laughs> I want to do Korean food though. I have a, I have my eye on a Korean um, cookbook. My birthday's coming up. So. Well, there you go. That's, I mean, Korean. And, and I, I would say Korean is probably a genre that I have the least experience in, but I would love to learn. So when you start learning, definitely let me know. Um, and if you find a book that is good, um, shoot it my way because um, I need more reading in my life. After hearing you saying you're reading eight books, I need more reading in my life. So uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. Um, I, I think I told you this already, but I am a 100%. Uh, I'm like your biggest fan. I am your advocate and oh, I've been you. in this industry for so long. And so, um, you know, use, use my knowledge and, uh, you know, we, we can communicate over email. Um, I would love, I'm going to, obviously I'm, I'm going to probably try to coerce you into being on the show more often because I think you're a great personality and you would do a really good job. Um, but here's a question for you. If you could pick any, um, I'm going to say culinarian. I'm not going to just specific to chef, but culinarian. Uh, I might know the answer to this, but if you could pick any culinarian to um, have you cook a meal and then sit down and talk to them, dead or alive, who would it be? Um, Simon Norsat. Yeah, I, I, no, that's not, as I was asking the question, I was like, I know what she's going to say, but that's okay. I wanted to just, uh, pick your brain. So one chef I really want you to check out, um, and you might know him. Uh, but his name is Francis Molleman. Have you heard of him? I actually haven't. Okay. He, he is, um, uh, he has a little, uh, <laughs> this is crazy. He, he bought an Island outside of Argentina and he is 
all about cooking um, over open fire. And he cooks all of his food over open fire. He does uh, pits. And when I'm talking like fire pits, he, he'll take like a, uh, like a half acre field and he'll dig a trench and then he'll line it with uh, a canvas. He'll put, uh, he'll, he'll, oh wait, no, I'm sorry. You dig the trench. He puts the coals in there, lines the canvas, puts all of the vegetables in there and then covers it up and lets it cook overnight. And then he uncovers it. And just, um, if you have Instagram, go look him up. Um, it is all in his language, but, um, I've started to actually learn uh, a little bit of his language, but, and, and, but I, I watch his stuff a lot and it's really inspiring. Um, I will all email you a video you can watch of his where it just kind of goes through his life of, of culinary, but he, I think you might be really inspired by his, his cooking. It's, um, it's Southern, um, Southern Latin Argentina. There's all kinds of, there's a French influence on it. Uh, there's a little bit of a, a Mediterranean influence on it. It's really neat. And you should def- definitely check him out. He's a, he's really cool and inspiring. You're going to watch his stuff and you're going to be like, I need to go cook right now. At least that's how I feel when I watch it. Oh my God. I love that feeling. Like, yeah. it's just like everything's stopped. I need, I just need to, I need to go get in the kitchen. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. Like the way, does he like play around with wood types? Cause I've heard yes. that that can be really interesting too. Yeah. Oh my God. That's awesome. Yeah. He's been, he, he'll, he'll talk about that too. He'll talk about the different woods and, um, how the, the, how they produce heat, um, the flavors that they come, that come off of them, um, how long they, they burn. I mean, it's, and, uh, you know, in, in cooking, it's all about time and temperature. Those are the two basics that you really need to, to grasp. But like, there's so much more control you have. So like down to the wood, down to the coals, using, um, using lava rock, he'll heat lava rocks up and then slow cook meat on it. And it's like to see somebody being so innovative and outside of the box and cooking outside over these giant fires. And he's just got, I don't even know how he did it, but it's like my dream life. (laughs) That's all he does. That sounds absolutely amazing yeah it's really cool like the specifics you can boil cooking down to like how will this particular like cut like if i chop my garlic in this specific way how will that affect the flavor if i use you know if if i use like different types of white wine dry white wine what will you know lend itself better if i use different types of wood how how is that smoke going to affect the flavor yep. and it's absolutely insane like yeah 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 there's so many different techniques you can do and and just to just to change the flavor of food um what was i going to ask you i had another question for you uh oh yeah so talk to me about your long term goals like you know i know you want to go through school i know you want to get through culinary school i mean are you are you the kind of uh culinarian that that wants to open their own restaurant or do you just want to work with food? Like, where do you see this going long-term? I know that's a big question and trust me, you're not going to be held down to this question, but like, you know, in your mind right now, where do you see food taking you? I don't know, actually, honestly, I just, I'm very, you know, open to ideas. I just like want to learn so much. I just want to dedicate my life to learning about food and see what happens. Yeah. I, I would love to just, I would love to be like working with food or, or, or like analyzing food in an academic setting. Just like there's 
so much to do. I would love to travel the world and learn like about all of these different cuisines. That was, that's what fascinates me the most, like different regional cuisines from around the world right. and like the different ingredients and the different techniques. It's just absolutely beautiful to just see, you know, humanity as a whole treat food with food with such respect and like as an art form. And I just like want to watch it and soak it all up yeah. and like tr- and taste every single ingredient ever. Well, but, uh, that's amazing. I, you know, so many people, I've asked this question to people before and, you know, um, and a lot of the times people already have a set, like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to open a restaurant and it's going to be a restaurant in, you know, New York city or own wine country or something. And it's going to be amazing. But I really, um, I respect the fact that, that you're, you're just like, I'm going to be open, like being open to food and let food take you and dictate your way. That's a really cool way to be. And I can't, I got to be honest, you're, you, you have an advantage on people because of that mindset. Thank you. Yeah. So we're just about up on time. We hit 40 minutes. Um, Sarah, this has been an amazing show. I could literally talk to you for two more hours at the very minimum uh, about food. So um, we'll talk a little bit off air about, you know, the, the futures of this, but um, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for taking time and, and just opening up. Uh, I know that uh, everybody who listens to my podcast has already told me like, I can't wait to hear the podcast because I've been bragging about it a little bit. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> so, um, but uh, uh, people are like, I can't wait to listen to this. So this will be a great show. Um, do you, uh, do you do any social media or anything? Or are you on any of that that, that people can follow you? Not particularly. I've okay. been trying to, you know, get more into to it, but I've just been so busy that, you know, it hasn't been on, that, that you know, totally my radar, sense. so to speak. Well, I will say that um, I'm not, I don't, I'm not advocating for social media, but well, I, what I will say to you is take pictures of your food because you're going to want to look down the line and, and see how those, those look down, down there and, and how, how it looked 10 years ago. And then, you know, but take pictures of your food because it, it's, it's like a, it's a yearbook. You know, it's memories. Yeah. So anyways. My whole feed is just filled with like 10 snapshots of every single dish I've ever made. Like, oh, that's awesome. Photos. That's <laughs> awesome. I love that. All right, Sarah. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Um, don't hang up. I'm going to I'm gonna click record or stop recording and then we can talk after the show. But um, everybody, thank you for listening. Uh, and remember, food is love. Bye-bye.